Good morning, afternoon, evening, or otherwise, and welcome to episode one of Writing in Progress, a podcast where two full-time teachers share stories and lessons along their journey as aspiring authors. Today, we're going to tell you five reasons why our series is going to be worth your time. You know, beside the fact that we're pretty fun to hang out with. Are you writing a book? Maybe you've always wanted to, but have never gotten around to it. Sick of best-selling authors telling you you're doing it wrong while not giving you any actual useful advice? Wish there was a podcast where two aspiring authors, each in different stages and genres, talked about the writing process with the main goal of teaching you from their experiences? I'm Justin Kreps, and I'm here to help you learn from my mistakes. And let me tell you, I've made more than a few. And I'm John Woolley, coming to you from an empty bedroom in Columbus, Ohio. That's the only place I could escape my kids, which is what I read about, unsuccessfully escaping my two daughters. In this series, you'll learn about our writing process, what works for us and what doesn't. We're both going to struggle with motivation and consistency, and one of us is going to get his big break. So stay tuned. So let's make this clear from the start. We are still in progress. Neither John or myself have sold a single book yet, although John is pretty darn close, which I'm sure we'll get to later on. If you want to listen to an author who has been through the whole process and experienced success, there are lots of great options out there, and I strongly recommend you check them out. We may even do an episode in the future listing some of our favorite resources. This podcast is something different. It's raw, it's real, and it's imperfect. So you may be asking yourself, why listen? That's a great question, Justin. And that's exactly what our first episode is about. We're going to list five reasons why you should follow along with us and consider subscribing to our podcast. So with that in mind, let's not waste any time. Reason number five. If you're trying to learn who better to listen to than a couple of teachers. Justin, quick quiz question for you. Uh What are these famous authors have in common. J.K. Rowling, Dan Brown, William Golding, who wrote Lord of the Flies, Lewis Carroll, Robert Frost, J.R.R. Tolkien, and one of our favorites, Stephen King. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would answer they all finished. (laughs) Incorrect. Nice try. The answer is they were all at one time teachers. They were all teachers. Wow. I would think William Golding would give it away with his story, Lord of the Flies. I'm going to tell you what, I had a ninth period study hall one time that, boy, that that book became truth. (laughs) Stephen King actually wrote Carrie as a teacher in a junior high, and he saw how the junior high kids picked on one girl, and that led him to to write that book. As a junior high teacher, I could see how it could inspire a horror story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it influenced Stand By Me as well. So you're going to learn from two teachers here, and I think that's really neat. Actually, Justin and I know each other because we sit right next to each other in the teacher's lounge. And one day it came up, they were both like to write and both were working on books. And that's uh, one of the really uh, cool things we share. And I think it's just, just cool to have teachers and teachers that are involved in a hobby of writing. And that's kind of a fun thing to learn about. Yeah, we've been uh, sitting together every day for about six years. Yeah, I know, long time. I think we were about three years in before we knew either of the other one wrote. <laughs> I know, it was like our hidden secret. Yeah, I just kind of uh, going along with what you said, I've seen so many authors list teachers as inspirations 
that made a difference and got them started, right? Mm. There's, there's just something about having someone who, who buys into you and um, teachers are good at that. Teachers are good at that. We've got experience. And hey, if we can teach 12 year olds about science and engineering and all that stuff, I think we can help you learn a little bit. (laughs) You know, that, that, that played a huge part in my life is a couple of teachers pulled me aside and said, you're really good at basketball, but you're also really good at this writing thing. And it, it was huge for me for, and they don't even know that sometimes they don't even know it. It's decades later that it comes out. So, yep. Yeah, I'll give a, a shout out to Mr. Cleaver. He was he was one for me that uh, that helped me learn to love writing. Shout out to Miss Counts. Nice, love it. I think, and I honestly, I think every writer has one at least. Yeah, yeah. You can think of someone in your head right now. That, that's who it is. Exactly. All right. So moving along, reason number four, counting down here. We're going through the process right now. We understand your struggles, and that's a big deal. There's something about being in the struggle that you can't quite relive or recapture after the fact. As a runner, I always think about when we're in a race and you feel like you're dying at the end of the race and then you finish and and two minutes later, you think back to it and you're like, oh, I could have gone harder. But of course you couldn't because in the moment you, you, you were giving your all and, and you can't really feel that after the fact. You can only feel it in the moment. Right. right. So I think that's something as authors who are in the process, we might give kind of an interesting perspective that authors who have gone through the process might not quite be able to relate to after the fact. I totally agree. And that's, that's one of the things I was just thinking about. You know, we understand the struggles. We understand this is a process and you can't shortcut the process. You got to go through it. And just like you said with running or any sport, you can't shortcut a marathon and training for a marathon. You got to go through the process. And writing is a process. And so many times I see writers become famous and they almost stop writing. And I wonder how tied they are to the process that you and I are going through on a daily basis. Yeah, I I agree. And if nothing else, uh, we can commiserate a little bit with with our listeners. (laughs) Um, because yeah, there are days I've had a few recently where, you know, you've been working on this thing for years and then you just read it and you're like, man, this, this sucks. <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> I've been there too. And, uh, it doesn't, but in, in the moment you feel like it, writing's very yes. personal. It's very yes. hard. I think every writer is a little bit insecure about what Absolutely. they've written, especially Absolutely. when it's your first one. And sometimes there's big swings there. Sometimes I'll finish oh, yeah. something. I'll be like, I'm a genius. This is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. The, the people are going to frame this. And then I'll look <laughs> at it a day later and be like, I just have to cut this part. It's really no good. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think if you look at like the first 100 pages I originally wrote for my novel, I think about 20 of them are still in the novel. <laughs> like, like 80% of it has been scrapped. Yep. And as part of the process, you had to go through those 100 to get those 20. And that's part of the process. Yep. Yep. For sure. Number three, some writing instructional resources can come off as judgmental or condescending. Not us. Not us. Uh, There's a million resources out there. I'll be honest. I probably have half of them. (laughs) I literally have an entire bookshelf full of writing books. A lot of times they offer conflicting advice and it's hard to wade through everything. There's also whole subcultures of people wanting to rip off people who want to write books. We're not those people. We have nothing to gain. I'm literally just doing this to help others and send something good out in the world and and hope something good comes back. Uh, But the reality is I'm grinding it out just like you at home are. 
I'm grinding it out too and then going through those steps. Yeah. I think it relate that your point relates back to our, our first reason there of we're teachers, right? Yeah. Uh, people who become teachers usually aren't in it for personal gain, right? Those yeah. those people don't typically seek out teaching as a profession. We we like helping people, we like sharing what we've experienced and and honestly, if you if you listen to this and it's helpful, we'd love to hear from you. Um, right. That's why we're doing this. We we want to help other people who have the same passion we have and just share our experience a little bit. Yeah. And I think sometimes, not all, I don't want to stereotype or anything like that, but I, sometimes when you listen to people who have had the books published and have had success, they're great people, they can give great advice, but every once in a while it kind of feels like they're in a, a country club wearing monocles and sipping champagne <laughs> yeah. and they say, oh, I remember my first book, you know, and, and they kind of talk down to you Really a squeaked bit. out 5 million copies of that one. <laughs> I know, right? So I, I think sometimes... Um, it can just feel a little overwhelming. And, and you know, we were talking about insecurities a second ago. I think sometimes when you listen to people who have had the success, it kind of feeds into that because you worry, you know, what if I don't? What if I'm not good enough? Absolutely. I think another thing is we're sitting here in the Midwest. I don't know anyone that's a professional author. I right. never have. I'm not on the East Coast. I don't know people in New York City. I don't know people in publishing. I have no ends. We're just doing it. We're just grinding it out. That's a great point for sure. All right. So now we're down to reason number two. All right. And something we noticed in our research as we started this podcast is there's not enough male authors contributing to the pay it forward nature of the writing community. So one writing community I love is AuthorTube on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I searched AuthorTube on YouTube and I went through, I scrolled through the first 100 videos that came up, the first 100 hits, and 93 of them were female authors. Mm -hmm. And I think what this, and, and they're great. I want to make sure I say that right away. They are all great. I fully encourage you to check out AuthorTube. Some of my favorites, um, iWriterly, which is Meg Latour and Alexa Dunn. They do excellent work. I'm 100% endorsing that. We'll probably talk about them later. But there is space for some male voices, just two guys talking about writing. And I think this is really a symptom of the fact that Men aren't as good at collaborating as women are usually. Um, we've kind of got the the lone wolf sickness, as I call it, where we're all competitive with each other. We're not good at sharing and being vulnerable. And um, I think there's just I think this podcast has the chance to be something unique with two guys sharing their struggles along the writing process. Totally. I mean, how many periods do we sit for thirty minutes before we knew the other one was writing a book? You know, right. <laughs> years, years. Yeah. Well, and if you think about like. Like picture a book club in your head, right? Yeah. Chances are you're you're not thinking about guys, right? No, you're, you're not. Yeah. And, not. you know, why is that? You know, I would say maybe I just have weird friends, but I talk with my close friends about books a lot. Some of my favorite conversations I've ever had are about a book we both read, but yet we're afraid to in public actually talk about it. We got to talk about sports or something right. like that, right. you know? So I just think this has the chance to to kind of um, enter a sphere that's that's not always available. And I think one of the cool things about the writing community is how supportive it is. Yes. And how everyone's just cheering everyone on. There, there's no ego there. There's no, uh, uh, if someone gets published, we all cheer and say, this is mm -hmm. awesome. Good for you. And, and it's just cool to be in that community. And I need to be in that community more. And that's something that's become really, uh, really clear to me recently is I need to step into that community and, and just give a lot of support to other people. It has a similar feel. And I know you've run a marathon as well, John, but I've run quite a few of them and there's nothing quite like that marathon morning at the start line where everyone is just so excited. 
And uh, we don't get together like that as authors, but I like to think that if we did, it would have a similar feeling. And one of the cool things I found running a marathon, having only run one <laughs> and only played competitive sports before that, in a marathon, when people pass you, you cheer for them. And you yeah. say, great job. Keep going. You got this. And people cheer you on. And it's just this whole community. And I think uh, that's what writing should be all about. I agree. Yeah. That brings us to reason number one. Teaching from beside is sometimes more effective than teaching in the front. Uh, this reminds me when I first started teaching a couple subjects. One was uh, one of my first years I had plate tectonics. I'll be honest with you. I knew a little bit about plate tectonics. I had no idea how it fit with seafloor spreading, continental drift, no idea, no idea. And as I started teaching it, it became really clear to the students, I had no idea. So I said to them, hey, let's just learn this together, me and you. You ask me questions, I'm gonna say, I don't know, I'm gonna go home and I'll figure it out and I'm gonna come and we're gonna learn on this together. And that class and I bonded over plate tectonics and it was awesome. It was awesome when we put it all together. And I started having surprises myself in class saying, oh my goodness, look how these things fit together. This is unbelievable. And they got excited. I see a lot of the same things with us. As we go through this process, you'll be excited for us. We'll be excited for you. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of commonality there. Yeah, I see it in teaching all the time. I, I mentioned Mr. Cleaver earlier, who was one of my big inspirations. When we would do free writes, he would write with us and they were hilarious, you know, and I think that was a big part of it. You know, he wasn't just up there telling us to do it. Right. He was participating. I, I, I see it a lot in coaching. Um, I coach cross country and track. And what I think part of the reasons why I have really good relationships with my athletes is because I run with them. I don't just stand and tell them to do this and run this yeah. many miles. I go out and run with them. And I, I think there's something, you know, lead from behind, not from in front, all that stuff. That, that's just really a big part of being a good teacher. Um, and that's hopefully what we can do with this podcast is we're right there with you. We're not telling you how right. to do it. We're, we're figuring it out as we go. And, and if you can learn something along the way with us, that's what we're going for. Exactly. Exactly. I, I feel exactly the same way that, hey, we're grinding it out. I was an hour ago, I was writing something and thought, this is no good. And two paragraphs later, I was like, this is genius. This will be saved. The rest has got to go. And it was, uh, I'm going through it just like you. Hopefully those reasons are enough to convince you to join us next Monday at seven as we list out six things we wish we knew before we started. If that sounds intriguing to you, please consider subscribing via whatever platform you prefer. Writing in Progress is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Where else can they listen, Justin? Episodes of Writing in Progress will also be published to my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Justin Kreps, with a C. While you're there, you might also choose to listen to audio chapters of my current work in progress, Awakening, an adult sci-fi thriller. Another great way to see what I've been working on is to check out my writing-centered Instagram page, J underscore M underscore Kreps. John, where can people connect with you or see what you've been up to? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Car Seat Conversations and on the web at johnwoolleyauthor.com. That's J-O-N-W-O-O-L-L-E-Y author.com. I don't have a book yet, but I will. And so will you. I know it.
All right. So that will wrap it up for this week, our first ever episode. I hope you had a little bit of fun. We're going to keep improving and getting better as we go. So I hope you're along for the ride with us. Thank you so much for tuning in and, and spending some time with us. We sincerely hope you come back and join us for episode two, which again is going to be six things we wish we knew before we started. And that's going to premiere next Monday at seven o'clock. And don't forget, work the process, process the work, keep writing. You got this.